Hello and welcome to Stoned. Today we are joined by entrepreneur, you said an engineer and a sound technician as well. Um, we he's a local. Um, he is a local businessman selling cannabis on the streets of Vancouver. Um, currently doing it out in the tents around the downtown area. If you haven't seen his ads. You need to find his ads. I will be posting the content on my page this week. And um, Mikey, please introduce yourself. Honestly, there's not much to say. My name is Michael. Mm -hmm. A lot of people call me Mikey. Mm -hmm. Smoke mad weed, so I might as well bring it to the public. Apparently, he has superpowers when he smokes weed, which is amazing. I would like to reach that stage of smoky cannabis. Everybody's a superhero. They just gotta figure out what their superpower is. That's so true. That's gonna take so much time though, it feels like. Hey man, time is the only thing that you can't get back, so if you're not spending That's time true. on yourself, what are you really spending your time on? That's so true. Okay, so um, Mikey, can you tell us a little bit about yourself, aside from your name's Mikey, and what has inspired you to like grow and sell your product honestly there's not much to me i am a big weed advocate i like to smoke weed i like to give weed to people i like to bring weed out to the public but with recent activities with the system and how the government legalized weed and now mm -hmm. everybody's getting charges for selling weed and how you can't control weed da, 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 i'm basically saying fuck the government and i'm saying let's take back our power and that's basically that. what the the movement is and Vancouver police don't really like it right now but we're making a movement and we're making a stand why do you think there's such like a heavy policing when they've put in the when they've legalized it and then now they want you to still do all of these things when you're staying within like because when you're not because when you're not buying it from them they're not making a cut it's all about money at the end of the day so the reason the government legalized weed Think about it this way. They control how much weed you smoke. True. They control the price of the weed, mm -hmm. the tax on the weed. Everything is controlled by them. It's for them to make money. So if somebody else is making money that exactly. has to do with marijuana, da 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 now that's you reaching in the cookie jar and taking cookies away from them. They don't want that. They want all the cookies. Used to go to them. And I'm saying, nah, I want some of them cookies. And for them Bring to some to me. my own. Mm -hmm. Um, what was it? I recently learned that smoking, not smoking, um, buying a certain amount of cannabis if it reaches like a, a certain limit, I think it's five hundred or a thousand or something in the dispensaries, they have to, they can't give you all of your stuff. You need to have like a certain number of products. Dispensary won't sell you anything more than four ounces. So wherever you're getting those informations from, that's a fa that's false information. You're only getting 112 grams of weed. That's the only max they can sell you. The government says you're only allowed to have four ounces on you at a time. Mm -hmm. Technically supposed to be an ounce, but you're allowed to grow up to four plants. Okay. So growing up, up to four plants, if you're growing them in a controlled substance, that's up to four ounces. So you're allowed to grow up to four ounces so you can carry four ounces so they can't really do much about it. But the government won't sell you anything more than four ounces of weed. So whoever told you you can buy up to 500 grams of weed and they won't give it to you. Not once, 500, they, $500 worth. Like a certain know. price limit. Uh, even with a price limit. See, that's, that's just the same thing again. Like I said, that's why I want to get the control back. If they're doing that, 
Because I haven't been, I'm not even going to lie to you, I haven't been inside a dispenser in maybe seven years since they started bringing dispensers around. Oh, shit. I don't mess with dispensaries. I don't even like talking to people that buy weed from dispensaries. I don't even like supporting their habits. I won't give you a lighter if you bought weed from the dispensary. I don't support dispensaries. I don't support the government at all. These guys want to arrest me for selling weed and for giving the people the power and the voice back. Fine, let's do that. But I have it this way. We can go to war together. I can bring the people with me. You know, it takes one person to change a movement. So we want to change a movement in Vancouver. We're going to do it. Facts. Okay. Um, aside from, like, what other endeavors have you been doing? And what other endeavors do you have planned for the rest of 2022? This year specifically, or just for the rest of your life? Honestly, there's a lot going on, but there's a lot that can't come up. A lot that can't come up? Yes, there's a lot going on. There's a lot, there's a lot going on. Mm-hmm. So all I can say is expect the cannabis game in Vancouver to be changed completely. Mm-hmm. But there's a lot of hush-hush. Because, like, if people it know... Could, if it comes out earlier than it's supposed to, and if it comes out earlier than the plannings are done, mm-hmm. it could mess up the deal that's going on right now. But okay. there's a lot of changes to the cannabis business coming on with guys like us, mm-hmm. and with guys like us being fed up, and guys like us trying to fight back. What policies specifically do you want to change that will help you, like properly make the advantages that you want to take okay so i don't know if you guys or you mm-hmm. know what's called a grandfather license so back before the government that i took over the cannabis business mm-hmm. you and i could apply for a cannabis license to grow weed to sell weed whatever we wanted to do to open up a dispensary mm-hmm. since the government took over it's 300 times harder for us to get that. They won't give anybody a, a, a license to grow weed. They won't give anybody a license to open up a dispensary. Even if you have the right documents, even if you have the right paper, even if you're clean, even if you're good, even if you're a good citizen trying to look after no. your community, they won't give it to you unless they make a percentage out of it or unless they're controlling it. What's the percentage that they ask? It's, uh, it all depends on what kind of uh, content you got. Everybody's different. They always want a specific amount. Sometimes they want to be the one supplying you the weed, da, mm-hmm. da, 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 and they make a bigger cut out of it. Sometimes they want to just open up the weed and employ you as the employer, as the owner type of thing, but they control it from behind. So it, since all of that has happened, we can't do much. So the people that had their licenses before the government took over have this thing called a grandfather license. Right. They're allowed to keep their licenses. They're allowed to continue to grow. They're allowed to continue to do whatever they want to do when it comes to marijuana. Cops can't arrest them for doing for having marijuana. They can have up to the amount that they originally agreed for. Mm-hmm. So that's what a grandfather license is. A lot of people I know have those. So a lot of things are going to change because a lot of those guys are going to be the ones behind me as my whole team. Because I can't do it. I can't do it. I can't go out and apply for a license right now to sell cannabis. Mm-hmm. Can't do it. They won't give it to me. I can go sign up for an LP, which is a labeling company. So I can get a labeling company and make all the printings and all the labels for my buddy's weed company, which is the company that we're running together. 
which is why you sometimes you can't do everything on your own you get partners and you get people into doors that will get you into the places you need to be right so you work with certain things you do certain things you move a certain way you talk to certain people it doesn't have to be you it could be somebody else you got to find ways to have people work for you and use work them. with you yeah that makes sense build a team i you just honestly build said something team. that i uh, know because just the beginning of this year i've just like come to the conclusion why are we all trying to be this whole independent get your shit together thing by yourself it's not fun to do it by yourself and it's harder but it's just i find that doing it with like a team with people you trust and having a collective where you guys can actually bring ideas it makes it more i feel like it makes it more fun to work with as well more collaborative as well as having different perspectives but that's a lot harder to find how so count off the top of your head how many people do you trust with your life five five mm-hmm. out of those five people right now how many of those people can you call and be like yo this is the project I want to do I want you to go 50-50 with me how many of those five people would do that three three mm-hmm. see how we went from five, from to, five three. to three mm-hmm. see how we went from everybody around you the people you came with to the ten people you can call to the five people you can call right. to the three people that would actually do it it's a lot harder to do it that way you gotta be able to do both you got to be able to work yeah. and you got to be able to manage workers and you got to be able to manage and delegate. And that's the thing, man. You got to be able to find those people that you really trust. And right. It doesn't come very easy. It doesn't. And for me, I'm, it's, it's very hard for me to trust somebody. And I, I, bro, it takes forever for me to trust people, man. Like, look at me. I can leave people at the tent now. I, I don't have to be at the tent no more, but I was at the tent every day. Everybody kept telling me I don't have to first, be there. Those first two months, I saw you there. Yeah, you're right. Every day. You're right. And now I don't have to be there and things are still moving proper. It, it took me that time to build the relationship with the people that I had around me. That now the vision I had is the same vision they have. So if I'm losing out, they're losing out. If they're making, I'm making. If I'm making, they're making. Those are the kind of people you got to find around you. Sometimes you can't find those people. Sometimes you got to build those people. How? What is the... What was the question? What is the process, the best way that you can advise um, people to like discern whether they can properly trust people or not? You said you have to build, build them, but like how varying for most people who are willing to even put in the time. So going back to my first thoughts mm-hmm. about how you got to take care of yourself and you got to take care of your mind, you got to take care of your body. Right can't do that you can't tell the difference between fake or real because if your body is not and if you're mentally not there you won't be able to read the signs and your spirit won't be able to tell you your inner self is the one that tells you if you can trust the person or not your instincts will tell you your judgment will tell you you already know inside of you you can trust that person but you're not allowing yourself to get to that position where you both those thoughts back here or mm. thoughts in front so meditating taking care of yourself eating right Mm -hmm. all of that shit if you're not doing that nine times out of ten you're not going to get to where you need to get 
You gotta take care of yourself. If you can't take care of yourself, nobody else is gonna do that for you. Especially and you won't get you know to where you wanna you go. Need. Mm-hmm. You know what you need, no one else can tell you. And you, you that. know what fits with your spirit more than the next person will know. And me personally, I'm a vibes person. I read vibes from a mile away. I can tell if you're a good person just from walking a mile away, if you're gonna click with me or not, if I'm gonna have an issue with you or not. I can tell off the bat before you even get close to me. That's how I. T- that's how when you see me, I talk to certain people and I don't talk to certain people. Right. I walk certain directions and I talk to certain people in a certain way. I talk to other people in a, in, a, in, a, in a standard way. Hey, I'm here. You're here. Certain people I'll talk to. Hey, what's up? Cool. Da 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 da. Because those people that you talk, you, you gotta like be be the power. Those are the people that I gotta know. Yo, I'm not the one you, you you can mess with. I'm not the one you can fool. Those right. are the type of people that are gonna try to play you. Those are the type of people you got to stand your ground with. And you got to let them know ahead of time before they start their foolishness that you don't allow that. Because people only do what you allow them to do. So if somebody does you dirty, Mm -hmm. it's because you allow them to do you dirty. If somebody does you right, it's because you allow them to do you right. So whatever the person does to you is what you allow. It takes a long time for one to realize that after, especially like having to relearn myself the last few years. Damn. You gotta learn yourself, man, because personally, man, I've been through life. I've lived life. I've seen it. Mm. I'm enjoying it, but I've seen it. I won't change nothing of anything that I've done, of anything I've been through. Mm-hmm. But I'm allowing myself now to cut people off. I'm allowing myself now not to be in a situation where I don't want to be in. Right. Like, I'm allowing myself to stay home if I want to stay home. I'm telling myself Yo. you don't have to be outside. Yo. You don't have to be outside every day. You don't have to be around yeah. people. That used to, you that don't. still causes me to feel a little triggered because, especially having to call into work when I'm having like a very low energy day and I, do, I can't go anywhere, I literally have to, sometimes I feel like I still have to talk myself into it, which is really which is really sad. I'm not going to lie. Because I know my well-being. As you're saying, you know yourself better and what you need than anybody else. I'll tell you this right now. Mm. When it comes to money, money comes and goes. Amen. Time, peace, people can't get back. So if you're not feeling up to be around people, mm-hmm. people only are around to take your energy from you. So if you're not up to be around people, you don't even have energy to be around yourself, what energy do you have to go give other people? None. Uh, they're just going to take and take and take from you. It's like a battery that never gets charged. That's what, I feel like that's kind of what... Humanity, we're, all, we're all batteries. Yeah. If you don't give yourself <gasps> time to rest, you'll overload and you're just shut down. Why do you think a lot of people, uh, what's that word? Uh, Burnouts? There you go. And you see how the term is also another yeah. battery term. Yeah. Batteries burn out. We're all batteries. If you don't allow yourself your space, mm-hmm. or you don't even allow yourself that time to rejuvenate, mm-hmm. you're just going back in cycle. You're running in circles. You're doing the same thing over and over again. That is the definition of insanity. It is. That is the definition of insanity. What's your goal in life? To watch myself flourish. Especially as I go after the things that I want to have in life, like a successful career in the fashion industry, um, with this 
podcast honestly i want to see it take me places i want to meet people and speak with them as you said about the whole instinctual vibes thing i feel the same way with how i choose people for this got to it's it hasn't failed me as of yet and i feel like this is one of the things that's going to take me very far the other thing that you also got to realize too when it comes to like black people which Mm -hmm. is really disappointing to me which really my heart sometimes yes we don't we don't support each other the way we need to no we really like, don't there's a guy i really like him like i like him i want to support his like he's an he's a writer right i want to support his writing and all that shit but but he buys from dispensaries i've talked to him about it a couple of times right asked him i'm like yo we have the product you can get the product from us came bought a few times now I've offered him a job. Right. Right when I get my situation, I'm not allowed downtown. Mm-hmm. Came through. Now he's demanding I show up on his time. I'm like, you let me know an hour ahead of time and we can meet up somewhere. Right. But he wants, you know, da 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 da, he's doing all that bullshit. And then he's posted up at the spot. And then I'm like, oh, you got to help us out, da 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 da. He's like, no, I got to go. I'm like, cool. So you got to go somewhere that's cool with me. I'm fine with that. But you know what he does? He goes and sits over there and smokes weed over there. I'm like, cool. So I left. I didn't I set up the tent. I left. Came back the next day. He's sitting by my tent. I'm like, nope, I don't want you here. I want you wherever else. Just not around my tent. You can't do it. You can't do that. Because we as black people, we want black people to support us. Mm-hmm. But we as black people won't support each other. That's facts, though. So there's a saying by... <clears throat> heard it from Jacob. I walked a hundred miles, but I walked the wrong way. So with us as black people, I feel like we're walking and I feel like we're doing what we feel like we should be doing. Mm-hmm. But, we're, but we're not sitting back to think about it. Are we going with the flow? Are we doing what we really need to do as a community to stand together and unite? Think about it. The Chinese, when there's something going on, they're all there. The Asians, any type of Asian, and there's an event with them, they're all there. The Indians, they're all there. The whites, they're all there. But when it comes to us, maybe a handful of us will show up to an event. Maybe a handful of us, da-da-da-da. But why is it when it's for the whites, we all show up? But what we need to change, like that little example of Buddy and I arguing going back and forth. Right. Him supporting the government, him supporting the next person. Why are we spending our heart dollars on the people that are already taxing us? They're taxing us to pay taxes. And now they're taxing us again with this, with, all this, of, with the weed and exactly. the selling and the dispensaries. But that same money we're using, whether we can bring it into our little community and build our things. They up. don't want that, though. It's no, it's not that they don't want that. They want that. Every single black person I talk to is like, we want to do something like that. But if you're not but putting why in the is action... It we won't put in the action? Why are we talking about it? Why are we not doing something about it? Nobody knew what I was doing when it came to this wheat business. No, They just thought I was sitting there selling wheat. Nobody knew this whole business was coming. Nobody knew the website was coming until the website was ready. The website is ready now. You can go online and buy what you need to buy right now. Everything I deal with is black-owned. Our edibles made by a black company. The packaging's made by a black company. The edibles made by me. The dab pants, Blue Magic, made by a black company. My weed-infused iced teas, made by a black company. 
Anything I touch is made by a black company. Anything that's moving on my website is by a black-owned company. The sweaters, the t-shirts are made by a black-owned company, Mr. Taylor, out here in Vancouver. So I don't understand. People say we want to do it, but nobody's doing it. Everybody wants it, but nobody wants to put in the work. I'm out here actually reaching out to every single black person I can see doing it awesome. Mm -hmm. And I'm willing to break bread with every, everybody out there. And that's how we should be doing it as a, as a community. Because every single white folk out there is doing it. How do you think they're so rich living in all these condos, all these mansions, and all that? And there's us. We got million dollar. We got million dollar black people. But what are they doing for us? Nothing. So why are we sitting around doing nothing? It's, nobody's gonna do it for us, bro. Nobody's gonna come put food on my plate. Nobody's gonna come tell you, hey, you look hungry. Let me feed you. Nobody's gonna say that, bro. You gotta go out there and go get it. But now, if I'm going to go get it, if I'm going to go get it, little Dirk said that. Went, no, it was not Little Dirk. Uh, it was no cap. I went to the top. But I had to turn around because my homies were still at the bottom. You got to think things like that. Like, lyrically, you got to think things. We just hear things and we hear things. We don't right. think about the things that we hear every day. I'm in my head 24-7. I am thinking time. about everything. Anything that somebody says to me, I'm thinking about it. It may not seem like I react to it, but I'm thinking about it. So think about it. Because it's something to process. It's information. And I feel like people are so used to passively processing information rather than just like consciously looking at yourself and looking at the information given to mm -hmm. you so you can decide what you want to pick and choose. Exactly. Um, you actually said so many things that have actually really touched me because one of the things I've been thinking about is going back home. I'm from Zimbabwe. Mm -hmm. I have to reconnect. I'm feeling... Like, I'm floating when I'm here. I'm not going to lie. I feel as if I'm trying to do something, but I can't even... I can't pro properly do it w in order for me to feel, like, more rooted in, do like in doing it. Even, like, the energy to do this most of the time. It seems like a lot. It's not. It's really not. It's setting up an appointment, making sure to have a space to talk. But it's almost also very hard to find black people to interview, especially downtown Vancouver. Why are you limiting it to downtown? I live here, and it's closest to everything so far. Everything like school and work and my house and energy output so far with school and work and trying to upkeep with this. I like to stay where it's like everything is compact. This is where literally the closest things to me for me to survive are. Just sad to say. Back to my earlier topic. Build a team. Build a team. You're limiting yourself. Mm. I was in Surrey, mm -hmm. living in Surrey. Coming here every day, the two-hour train rides back and forth every day to make sure programs are going on here. Right. You got to be able to do things like that. That's why I say everybody puts a cap on themselves. You put a lid on yourself. Don't do that. The sky is the limit. Is it not? It is. Bullshit. That's a lid. The sky is not the limit. You go beyond the stars. You can do that. Why are we saying the sky is the limit? The sky, we can go to the sky anytime. time. Neil, Neil Armstrong went to the fucking moon. You want to tell me the sky is the limit? We had a man on the moon. We had people on Mars. You want to tell me the sky is the limit? We, want, we got people going to different planets. If you tell me the sky is the limit... But now you're going to tell me your only limit space is because this is the area you're surrounded by. 
We got trains, we got buses, we got bikes. We got to be able to move. There's black people everywhere in BC. We got to be able to reach out to everybody. You got to be able to do that. You want to you wanna build a strong foundation? That's mm-hmm. how you do a strong foundation. You got to do the legwork. The legwork is the best way to do it. Once you do the legwork, mm-hmm. somebody will see you hustling. And somebody will be like, hey, I'm going to come help you up. Oh, hey, I'm going to invest in you. Because they see you everywhere doing what you need to do. The guy that sells the t-shirts, they used to sell the t-shirts right on Granville, that's selling t-shirts in my tent now, it's because he's seeing me on the block every day. He's like, I want to merge with you. And we, what, what we do, we build a black dynasty on the block. We got two black kings running the block. Nobody's allowed to come sell. No t-shirts, no weed, mm-hmm. no nothing on that block unless it goes through to yeah. us. Why? It's because we went out of our comfort zone and we connected and we did something that nobody else did. Two black kings coming together. I get it. There's not many of us in Vancouver. But there's a lot of us in BC. Move. There's 24 hours in a day. You only need six to sleep. Oh what are you God. doing for the other hours? I only take three hours of sleep a day. What are you doing with the rest of your hours? Resting. For what? I have eight hours worth of school a day. Okay, that's cool. That's eight gone out of 24. Another eight hours of work. Okay, that's 16. So now what? You, what are you left with? You left with eight? I sleep. sleep Either I sleep six. or I eat or I rest. So here's a, here's a thing that a lot of people always get twisted. Mm. A lot of people always get twisted. There's no such thing as rest. What is rest? I would like to beg to differ. No, for real though. Like, explain to me what rest is really is. Rest, this is rest. Us sitting down, having this conversation, this is when you get that rest. You're sitting down, you're breathing, cool, relax yourself, have a conversation with somebody. When you're on the bus, mm-hmm. that's rest. When you're eating your meal, you're resting. When you're waiting for a bus, when you're on a phone call, that's rest. When you are not moving for your business, nobody else is. When you are not moving, nobody else is. Nobody's going to do the grinny work for you unless you do it. You got to be able to push yourself out of your comfort zone mm-hmm. to be able to get yourself to where you got to get to. Once you get to a position where you don't have to hustle like that no more, that's where the rest comes in. At the early stages like this, mm-hmm. you don't need rest. Rest, is, rest should not be in your vocabulary. Rest is not in my vocabulary right now. I don't know why, why, why I keep saying it. It's not. This right now, this is this is my break. I'm literally going back out. That bag that has all those posters are getting posted all over BC by the end of the day. There's six backpacks like that all over the city right now as we speak. Those stickers and those posters are going everywhere. There's no such thing as rest. I can rest when I am going home on my way home. My way here, the cab ride here, the 15-minute drive, that was my 15-minute power man. Wow. Nobody's going to pay my bills for me. But me. Nobody. Nobody. So what are we really doing? Like, are we really serious about, like, getting out of poverty? Or are we just joking about it? We're really serious about this. So why are we resting? Like, for no, like, that's a legit, a legit question to the world. Why are we resting? Did Bill Gates rest? Nah. You go talk to Usain Bolt. Did he rest when he was running in the middle of in the middle of the race? Like, hold on, I gotta rest. Nah, he ran to the finish line, then he rested. Wow. 
you have to realize that a lot of people, myself included, are still waking up. And I don't want to say it as an excuse. Sometimes I have to really console myself. But that's an excuse. It's not an excuse, that's an though. Excuse. It's not an excuse. Because even though it may seem like it's like not as hard as how everybody else is doing, it's the pace I'm choosing to take now. No, that's the thing, though. Okay, I'm not saying it's easy. I'm not saying it's hard. Right. I'm, bro, I went through it. Mm-hmm. I went through it. My best friend died in my arms. My cousin died. My dad died in February. This past February, my dad died of cancer. Jesus. I'm not saying... The thing is, we, as a, as a group, mm. have to be out of our comfort zone. We are, comfort, we are comfortable with what they give us. What we're allowed to have. Me, personally, I get it. People need the time to get out of their comfort zone, to mm-hmm. get out of their minds. But what are we doing to get out of those situations? What are we doing to get out of, our, out of our minds? That's what I'm pushing. I'm not pushing saying, yo, you got to do this every day right. to get there. No, I'm pushing. You got to get your mind right to get your shit together. So if your mind is not right, you're mentally not healthy, you're physically not healthy, mm-hmm. you're not eating right, you're not doing the things you need to do, this part of your life, the business that you want to run, is not going to go where you want it to go. That's why I said you got to put 110% of your energy into it. Mm-hmm. There's no such thing as rest. Because when you're resting, you're not doing anything for your business. So when I say there's no rest, it means when you have that little space, mm-hmm. that little time to do something, that's a space you use to work on your mind, your body, and yourself to get yourself ready and mentally ready for the next day. Those are when you're sitting down, drinking water, mm-hmm. reading a book, you know, reading about what's going on in the world, trying to see what you missed out on the day when you were out running all your errands. Those are the times when you got to break off at least an hour and a half to do that, to be able to do that to yourself. And you got to be able to do that each morning in 30 minutes every morning mm-hmm. where you're just sitting in a space where you're meditating in 30 minutes before you go to bed. You got to reset and rewind. Reset, rewind. Reset at night, rewind in the morning. The rewind is to restart the new day. The reset is to wash what that day brought to you, the stress and everything away. The rewind is to get your mind ready to go back to work. So you gotta be able to have 30 minutes and 30 minutes a night. Once you get those, that one little hour there, you got 23 more hours to go of the day. I'm not saying be me, sleep only four hours a day and go right to work. I do that because I'm smoking hella weed. But find what time period works for you how much sleep is the mm-hmm. best for you that you're still functional the next day you don't have to sleep the full eight hours these doctors are telling you, you need to sleep the full eight hours to fully grow all that develop your brain you don't need that full eight hours sleep. i don't think i do either you don't nobody really needs this when you're really young when you're when you're under 15 and when you need those because your brain is still developing and your body's still growing by the age of 15 and older your brain is fully grown by like 90 percent mm-hmm. and then everything else your body is just developing so at that point anything after that that's when you think about it back in the day people used to get married at 13 15 16 and stuff like that because right. they were fully grown it's just a new society we're living in and everybody's kids now you go anywhere you go to manitoba 18 is a grown person you come here it's 19 you go to the states it's 21 why are we playing these games it's because nobody wants to be really comfortable in their skin. They want to be, nah, that next person's the problem. That next person's the problem. No. Take a deep look at yourself mm. first. Take care of yourself. You'll see the world differently. 
you'll view people differently. That's true. I used to be angry all the time. I laugh all the time when I see people. People can tell me, fuck off. I'll just laugh and walk away. Mm-hmm. Back in the day, you say shit like that to me, I'm punching you in your mouth right down there. You can talk shit about me. You can say things about my mom. You can tell me I'm going to fail. You can tell me I'm going to help. I tell you thank you and I'm going to walk away. Why? Because I worked on myself and I know where I want to go. I know what I need to do to get to where I need to go. That man's never walked two feet in my, in my shoes. So what, what, what am I there to sit back there and be like, oh, yeah, that guy's right. He knows exactly where I'm going. He knows exactly how I'm going to feel. But he doesn't. So He's what are you really doing? Not me. I'm not him. I can't really judge the next man. That's why we can't judge nobody. Anybody at all. You don't know what they've been through. Uh, next question. Um, what was it? What are your biggest expenses with running your business right now? Biggest expenses? Like, employees? Oh, that is the biggest one. I thought it would be with the supplying and the management of like while you're like trying to like process. That pays itself off. When the product moves, it pays itself off. It's the employees. The product pays for itself and the hours that I put in pays for itself. Wow. We're at that stage where the product does all the work. The product, everybody knows the product. Everybody wants the product. We grab the product, we grow the product, mm-hmm. or we go out and source the product. The product is like hotcakes. It'll move before it sits long and it needs to. So by the time we get it, it's already gone. We already have the cash flow already. It pays us off. The biggest expenses is paying employees. Actually, you know, that's bullshit. The biggest expense is Vancouver police. They've been robbing me. They're fine. You're finding oh, you a lot, haven't they? I got, uh, what? I got. $2,000 fine for one ticket. Another ticket was 3000 And then I got calculated in total the last $30,000 worth of product. Jesus. Uh, but if that product was sold, I would have been $80,000 worth of money in my pocket. Jesus. So the biggest expense is the Vancouver police. So anywhere time you see Vancouver police, tell them to fuck off. <laughs> tell them Mikey sent you. They don't know exactly who, who, said, who sent you. <laughs> Um, <laughs> yeah, that is the only biggest expense. Everything no, but, else is. But I find it ridiculous that they're just really taking the time and energy to really just. You see all this. the other wheat tents that are popped up in the city? No, I haven't. There's four of them. There's Where? not one single black person in any of those tents but mine. Fuck. Think about it. Fuck. Mm-hmm. Wow. I'm not saying that's, so that's what it is. I'm not saying but, that's but, what it is. But we're also in a space but, where there aren't very many black people. And you can tell the discrepancy of racial biases when it comes to people running businesses. I don't believe in racial words. I never say anything that happens to me is all about racism. It's not. That, but you take what you want to take out of that. There's mm-hmm. wheat tents everywhere in the city, but the only one ran by a black man is yours. The one that keeps getting shut down. And every other one gets left by and left alone. But the black man tent gets shut down. But the black man ten is making money, so it's all good. We're chilling. That's we'll what pay. matters. Yeah, we're as about as to buy the Vancouver Police. As long as you're paid, as long as you're eating, and you have. <laughs> Give me a year and a half. We'll buy Vancouver Police. We'll buy them. We'll like fuck you guys. You Seriously, I would love to see that. <laughs> um, what is something you've learned about yourself throughout this journey? Something that you're fully taking on and watching blossom for yourself. Uh, I'm not a quitter. I am actually honestly that's not even I'm just I'm a competitor. And I haven't been a competitor in any years. I used to play basketball, I stopped playing because of my ACL. 
but just getting that back is, is something different. I'm competing with the whole city. Oh, fuck. One man versus city. That's a lot. Well, not a lot. David that's versus a, Goliath. That's... That was a giant, not mocked a magnitude of people. This is a this, giant. The government is a giant. Oh, my God. I didn't think of it that way. Think. Use your mind. This biggest gang out there right now is the government. They've been the biggest gang since gangs were. Um, what was the other question? <laughs> I'm just like really, I'm just enamored by how much more I'm getting to just like see you right now. I just, sometimes I'm always just like, I'm not shocked, but it's just, it's wonderful to watch people. Like I see you passing by the street but like, there's more depth in here than I realized. I thought you were just like a businessman, just solely getting here. But you have a passion, you have a drive. See, a lot of people see me, they see black, they see what I work on my head, they see the way I dress. Oh, ugly. fuck it, crap, game over. I got a brain, I went to university, I dropped out of university. I dropped out of UBC. What were you studying? Business. Uh, dropped out three months in. Oh my God. And I asked me why I dropped out. How, why did you drop out? Everything they were teaching me I already knew. I learned everything about business by working at Footlocker and Champs. What particularly about business like appeals to you? Uh, about business? Mm-hmm. Aside that appeals from, to me? Yes, aside from you managing yourself. Honestly, it's not even about me. Mm-hmm. Like, I say, I always take myself out of the snare. I am the black sheep of my family. Are you? Yeah. I've been the black sheep of my family since birth. But my thing is, a lot of people don't know about it. Everything I do, I do for my family. My family understands it, mm-hmm. but sometimes they don't understand. But everything I do, I do for them. I came up with my mom working three jobs just to put food on the table. I was sponsored by Adidas and Nike. Only reason I played basketball, which made things lighter for her. Da, 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 da. But... I came up with no money. I'm definitely not dying with no money. And I'm not leaving my aunties, my aunties' kids, whatever kid I have in the future. I'm not leaving none of them. No money. Can I have one of those TVs? I don't think so. Yeah. I just know I said I'll buy it too. <laughs> Smart TV? You can go to the. F- I don't think so, no. Nope, no, no. I don't want it. I don't want it. Don't want it. Don't want it. Okay. Oh my God. Thank you so much for joining us today. I, I deeply appreciate you coming here. I'll be putting these in my building as well. Once again, I've smelled while going up my elevator, every floor, I've smelled somebody smoking. Weed. Yeah, this, bro, it's BC. I'm very happy. That's why I'm so mad that they want to arrest me for selling weed. Like, what the fuck? Y'all getting everybody else out? Why can't I join the party? Because. It means you're profiting without the government involved, as you said. Bro, I'm not even profiting. But they think you are. No, it's not even what they think, but think about it this way. I'm selling weed for five a piece, a gram. I'm selling question. ounces for a hundred. Dab pens, my dab pens are two grams. I'm selling those for 40. You get a gram at the dispensary, no less than 60 bucks before That's taxes. So... Think about it, I'm not making no money. I'm not in it for money. Fuck the government. That's my thing. That's my motto.